Another retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Fifi Rochdale, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers, <laughs> Moira, <laughs> and I'm Des. <laughs> or you can call me Fifi Trixiebel. <laughs> I don't have a picked out poor name. I need to work on this. That, w- that wasn't a poor name. That's actual uh, an actual celebrity's child. <laughs> uh, well, let's, yes. let's, let's, uh, let's work, uh, let's work our uh, guests into the, the mix. We have, uh, all the way hailing from Perth, Australia. What do you say, Simone? I say hello again. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. I could go, and then it'd just be weird. So, Simone, your porn name is the, the your first pet name and the street you grew up on so uh what would be your porn name well i've actually done this um porn name thing before and it's almost barely never worked out because a i moved a crap load as a kid and b the first pet i did have wasn't technically mine and i don't technically remember it because i was a baby so it always wound up being my aunt and uncle's dog, Susie, and whatever current street we were living on. Well, what so was... at this point, it's like Susie Cambridge at this point. So. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I got to tell you mine then. I got to tell you mine because yes, I had these yes. two little hamsters and they, they had, well, there are two of them. So depending which way we want to go here, I'd either be Rusty McGill or Cinnamon McGill. I think I like Cinnamon <laughs> I do too, definitely. All uh, right. Do you want to know, know what mine was? Yes. Uh, my uh, porn name is? Yes. Muffin Lloyd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Mine's Which Reggie Church. Mine? Reggie what is Church. It? Reggie Church. Reggie oh, Church. Nice. <laughs> uh, Fireboy <so>. porn. <laughs> porn. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there, there's a, there's a bit of porn in here. So let's let's actually uh, start off with some Darwin Awards, um, in which I honor the idiots in history that snuff themselves out before they reproduce. Um, we have a story from Mexico in May of 1999. A young Mexican couple was found dead in the back of a hearse. Jose, 23, employed by the Perez Diaz funeral home uh, uh met Ana maria on saturday for a romantic tryst in his hearse he parked in a warehouse and left the engine running to provide air conditioning in the enclosed location the carbon monoxide laden exhaust fumes seeped into the vehicle fatally poisoning the couple their bodies were found when Ana maria's mother initiated a search for her missing daughter but uh hey they're in the right place right <laughs> Oh man, that sounds like it could be a plot line from our our show. <laughs> Good I God! How big the warehouse was and how long it took to fill up with carbon monoxide. <laughs> That's true. Warehouse? Wow. Yeah, it sounds like it would be big and it would take a while. But they must have had little... um, they must have had repetitive sessions, which to me means this is really death by penis, right? Because the penis was running the whole show. <laughs> I'm thinking this is a this is a credit to Jose. I mean, it sounds like he lasts a long time. Really took his time with Anna Maria. Not to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> I think I'm speaking good things. Anyway, after that awkward uh, mess, uh, 
<laughs> Let's take a break and hear from our friends at tuning into Sci-Fi TV. So Ghost infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Ugh, man, there's just way too much on all I these like channels. Things, but only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one. In your dreams, Nutloaf. Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get visions. Walter, what are you doing? What you learned? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? And we're back. So, yes, check out that podcast right now. They're doing something that I'm actually involved in, which is the top 100 uh, genre characters of all time. And I sent in uh, several recordings of me talking about this character or that character. So, um... Robin's involved with the podcast? No way. <laughs> Yeah, I actually they they had me. I think it was um, both 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 of my picks of uh, Sawyer and Arthur Dent. Arthur Dent's from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, and of course Sawyer's from Lost. Oh, okay. And they they had me talking about that. So I would recommend uh, people check it out. I wouldn't say if you're like new to a genre show and you don't want to be spoiled, you should check it out or if you hear a character's name come up you go oh oh, oh, fast forward (laughs) because honestly i mean just a sawyer one alone (laughs) really just went through his entire arc of the entire series and played several clips from it and i was like oh no so yeah people of the uh other lost podcast probably if they hear that pop up they should fast forward immediately because just gives away everything but it's a really, really well put together uh, uh, podcast, and I really enjoy the series that they do. Uh, so enough about them. Let's get on to more about us. Uh, we have open casket viewing, and Moira, take it away. Here we go. So, season three, episode nine, the opening. The funeral of a suicide victim deeply affects Nate and Rico. Keith and David argue over the quotes. Rules of their casual flings. Claire becomes concerned about the attention Olivier is giving Russell, and also bumps into Olivier's favorite student. Ruth and Arthur become very comfortable with each other. Hmm. Brenda, Lisa, and Nate find common ground in a pyramid at Claire's art show. Written by Kate Robin and directed by Karen Moncrief, I think. (laughs) Sounds good. So is uh, I'm I'm hearing some blowing in the background. Is that yeah. is that you, Moira? What is that? Yeah, that's me. I'll turn it off as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, turn off the wind. <laughs> turn off the dark. It's actually the sound of the shower right now. So <laughs> oh, turn off the shower. Hey. What the? <laughs> I can podcast from the shower. Who knew? <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> I'm so talented. Uh, shower cast. 
All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, we start off with uh, Melinda Mary Block. Uh, She's packing and listening to a little Sixpence None the Richer. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a cheery song to kill yourself to. (laughs) I know. I was like, that's the weirdest song to listen to when you're about to kill yourself. Was she trying to be ironic? I don't know. There she goes. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit too literal, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I can't, you know, I like that song. I can't remember what the um, sort of theme behind it is. I always think of it as a peppy song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, hey, there's this girl going by. Oh, yeah, there she her. goes again. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. I think it's like someone who, you know, well, uh, there's a girl and, you know, they kind of got a crush on them and they, uh, you know, they see her around and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but not, they're not with them. Yeah. At first her. we think that she's actually packing to go somewhere, but then we see that she. No, we don't. Up. Oh, oh, okay. I did. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I did when I saw the suitcases in the hallway. Yeah, I did too. I didn't. I had a feeling she was going to kill herself. Oh my gosh. Good for you. The instincts. Uh, But then why was she putting suitcases in the hallway anyway? It looked like she was packing up clothes for maybe a daughter's or or a friend or something because she had like letters. She had vet records laid out. Um, She wanted to make sure everything was taken care of, I think. Yeah, putting things toward trash, putting things toward giving to other people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's a very bizarre suicide. Yeah. And it's kind of it was kind of eerie when uh, I think I had the same kind of stereo she has uh, a few years ago, where you turn off the stereo and it, the the text reads goodbye. You know, mine it's, does that. My uh, my stereo for my like TV and everything. Whenever I turn it off, it says goodbye. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, she takes her uh, her mixtape. It says it was for Melinda. I, I, maybe mm-hmm. it was made by. Um, was it the husband or the, I couldn't understand if he was a husband or a boyfriend that we met. I later. think husband. I thought he was the son at first, uh-huh. but I guess he was the, like, yeah, the boyfriend or something. Yeah. Well, the know. partner, he said he'd stayed forever. Right. Yeah. So, um, but the mixtape, it looks like a, I, I would imagine it was made by him and, uh, yeah, she puts, Aww, on, you know what? Has anybody ever made you a mixtape? I've had mixtapes. Yes. It's Nobody... so sweet. Nobody's no? made me an actual mixtape where it's like every song was meant for me. I've gotten mixtapes before that was like, you know, hey, here's some songs you should check out. I love these songs. I want to share them. But um, I have made many a mixtape before. <laughs> and there and there are – it's like such an art. You have to create a narrative throughout the entire thing. You have to adjust the mood levels up and down. Um, you know, you don't want to have too much depressing in a row, but you want to put, you know, Hey, um, I, I really love you, but you know, and this is how deeply I love you, but this is how much I want to have fun with you. And I think of you when we're having fun, uh, you put way too much thought into that, Robin. How about, how about like film clips, like little quotes from movies and stuff like oh my funny God. things in there. You wow. made it like a student's research project. <laughs> I'll make you one, Simone, okay? <laughs> well, I'm with you. No one's ever made me one before. I've made my own self the various, oh, my God, I love these songs and put them onto one CD thing. And a friend years ago sent me a CD with um, all the songs that she found sad, mm-hmm. which was a good one, <laughs> I suppose. It's a very depressing to get from though. <laughs> you know, 
I love all the songs, so I mean, I, it it worked out. Yeah, I remember actually making mixtapes for myself where it would just be like, I, "Here's my happy tape. Here's my you know." Yes, yes. Yeah. Nowadays we call that we call that a playlist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's ever made me a love mixtape before. Oh. Just you know, they've made oh, uh, like here's that's... a bunch of songs that I really love that you'll love or something. You know. Now there's two tapes I have to make now. Okay. Moira. <laughs> <laughs> Send me one too. <laughs> you can just make one and send it to all of us, Robin. <laughs> no, I want mine to be individually tailored to me. <laughs> diva, diva, diva. That's right. It'll just be Rob's song to you over and over again. <laughs> That'll work. I love that song. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she uh, she turns the car on and closes the garage door and. Melinda Mary Block has left us. Um, so we're at uh, an art exhibit. They're setting up for an art exhibit. Olivier is directing Claire and Russell on how to hang a picture. What and, was that picture supposed to be? It looked like the man was fucking the crow. I have no idea what that was all about. Was that just me? Do you know what's funny? It's because it was... It was, it was so Olivier's. Weird. I barely paid attention to it. <laughs> yes, Truly. Right. I didn't even care. <laughs> Uh, what did you guys think of Claire's Claire's piece? I didn't like it. I love it. I, I, I like it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't like it. I don't like... I'm not an artsy person, although I do like photography. I didn't like that one because it was too artsy. You know what it I mean? It looked like um, trailer park people visit the graveyard one day. Yeah. It, like, yeah. it, just, it, didn't, yeah. it just didn't really speak to me at all. I don't know. No. It was but weird. But I'll tell you... I did like uh, Russell's. Yes, I did too. It was like a copper helix. Yeah, and it was really cool. That's something. Okay, see, Claire's, I was like, someone's going to buy that to put in their home? I don't get it. But Russell's, I was like, okay, I can totally see someone buying that and putting it in their home. Well, you know, somebody might buy a picture of Nate taking a piss on a wall too, you know. (laughs) Oh, see, I don't understand that either. <laughs> yeah, you could have bought the cleaning products and just used them to clean your home. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that was the stupidest art. This is the kind of stuff that makes me hate art <laughs> because it's fucking idiotic. Yes. That stuff is just pretentious and ridiculous and dumb. And yes. For you to spend however much money, God knows how much he was asking for it, to buy a bunch of Windex is ridiculous. <laughs> Make your own at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the pricing, Claire and Russell are talking about the pricing of their individual pieces. She's got hers priced at seventy-five, and he actually had his priced as five hundred. And she's worried that it's priced too low. Olivier thinks it's priced too low, and as we leave the scene, we see that his is priced twenty thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but I think they're right. You know, I was gonna say they're right because if his them. is a, if his is the no, not his. If hers is the least pricey thing in the entire. Um, opening then people are going to think somehow it's not worth it yes i agree completely well first of all he's trying to tell them that the pricing doesn't matter which yeah. made me you know not trust him when i saw how much his was priced at <laughs> but then you know it hers was for an art show and compared to everything else there hers was priced way too low mm-hmm. because yeah people are going to think well what's wrong with it why is it the price so low this not good you know what i mean mm-hmm. but people who spend that much money on art are just kind of ridiculous anyways 
<sighs> it was her first art show. I think she was just being a little bit conservative and not enough confidence in her work or something. Mm-hmm. I but think then she, this... yeah, she was... Go ahead. No, go ahead, Des. I was going to say, I think she was pricing it more how... Um, how she, you know, estimated the value. She didn't think it was that good, so she didn't price it that high. I was going to say, and I think Olivier's role as her teacher should have been to help her to price it more appropriately. Mm-hmm. I agree, but, so. you know, he's not the best teacher, is he? <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> so, uh, at the Video West in downtown L.A., uh, David and Keith are picking up some porn. Wow, that's quaint (laughs) back in the day when you had to go to the store to get some porn. (laughs) Although I'm starting to wonder, do they ever have sex without porn first? (laughs) Yeah, we all have our kinks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's kinky exactly. I'm just, just, you know, I'm just putting these questions out there into the universe. (laughs) Um, And they're discussing the whole Sarge affair. And they're, mm-hmm. whether or not they should bring it up to Frank when they're in therapy. And then we see that Father Jack is there. <laughs> and uh, he's wondering what they rented. And uh, Norm from Avatar, who's the video clerk. Uh, intern from Bones. Okay. Yep. He's the intern, um, the dark one who's always talking about, like, all kinds of depressing dark stuff. Very okay. goth. He, uh, he scoffs at uh, Father Jack's uh, rental of Sister Act, then announces the gay porn he rented. <laughs> 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 uh, I used to be a video clerk. So awkward. I loved it. I loved doing it. It made, me, it made me laugh. I loved it, too. Because, <laughs> Jack, we had your number forever. <laughs> <laughs> and Nate and Lisa are arguing. Um Yay! Argue, fight, like, break up. It sounds like there. This is this is something different than Brenda. Nate actually went ahead and introduced Maya to an old high school friend of his, and he says that you know she should be happy. He's a faithful, devoted father and husband, and she calls I, him out on saying "father" first. But, he when he she, her problem was not. I mean, she was there when he introduced her Maya to the family friend. He yeah. introduced Maya before he introduced. Her oh, is where I see. she Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah, she was a, like, she felt like she was a um, afterthought, mm-hmm. which I understand. And, but and you know, this is what we've been saying yeah, all along. That that's how she feels, mm-hmm. and I think, um, I think this scene is interesting because it does fairly accurately summarize what is wrong with the current relationship. She wants him to be something he's not, and she's never feeling like she's good enough. She's never feeling like she's first in his life. So it's just a nice, you know, microcosm of the problem. And, She's never not know, been anything but an afterthought tonight, though. Right. Right. But she thought she could change all that, which is ridiculous. You cannot, you know, you deluded, cannot make deluded, deluded. love you. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm getting all excited because I'm like, okay, it looks like they're going to go their separate ways because they both realize that, you know, nothing's going to change. This is how it is. And why bother to, you know, go through that anymore? <sighs> but he's a little wishy-washy about it. Um, yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, and see, and I'm like everybody else. I don't hate Lisa in this. I end up having, I really do have some empathy for her because I just feel like, all along, she has built him up in her mind to, to be her dream man, even though she thinks she knows his flaws. But I think she, as he said, does she thought somehow it would change? Yeah. 
that he'd be different. Yeah. And I feel badly for her that she's gone into it sort of with her whole heart, granted with those distorted expectations, but still with her whole heart, like honestly, from that point of view. And she's just been let down. See, I don't feel bad for her at all because, you know, that's faulty thinking. It really is. I mean, seriously, did you really think you were going to change him? Come on. She's thinking with her heart, I think. Well, and and she and he, you know, he's the person she's idolized and loved for like eight years. It's almost like second nature, like putting on her shoes to love him. And I'm not so sure she's ever been realistic about who he really is. Um, So, yes, maybe it's time for her to find out. I hope she does mm-hmm. but i just all i'm saying is i'm not saying it's not flawed thinking i'm saying i can feel her pain i can i can see that she had all these hopes and she's gradually watching them all crumble and it's just sad mm. so if i, I like the character the i could feel the sympathy if you what but i don't <laughs> if i like the character i could feel sympathetic for her in the situation but i don't <laughs> like the character so i have no sympathy for her oh i'm a professional <laughs> empath what the hell i have to <laughs> Yeah. Simone, what were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say I can't. I don't see the logic behind Nate's um, choice of being with her either. He he has no respect for that woman, and yet he still goes back. Is it just because he knows he can get what he wants from her, and he doesn't care about her feelings? It's because an asshole guy is that. I I honestly think it's because he loves his daughter. I mean, like prior to Maya though. Oh, he was, well, as we said all along, he's been a total asshole to her. That's what I mean. He just uses her when it's convenient, when, and she is an afterthought. That's what, that's what made me nuts yeah. about Nate for ages now, that it's just not respectful. Well, uh, that was my biggest problem with him during the um, original run as well, and it's seriously not disappearing this time either. It <laughs> might just be getting worse, to be honest, because I understand it more now. Mm-hmm. Can I just point out how adorable it is that Pryor and Maya rhyme? <laughs> with, uh, coming from you, Simone. Aww. <laughs> oh. Okay, wait. What? That's creepy. Because you said you said Priya and Priya and Maya, <laughs> and they sound the same because I can't talk properly. No, because you have an adorable accent. It is adorable. <laughs> now I'm getting creepy flashbacks to Tim Minea being on Redemption. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm getting it from. A little uh, rubbing off from Tim Minea. <laughs> Who is on Redemption Cast this past week? Go check it out, uh, Angel fans. Okay, so um, Ruth hears Arthur's haunting music <sighs> from God, the make it stop, please. It's so gross. And goes up to knock on his door. Arthur? 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 <laughs> uh, he lets her in, and she says that his last song was that last song he was playing was beautiful and he, he calls it semi-precious and we, we get a little glimpse into Arthur's past. Apparently he, he played the violin as a child and a cruel college roommate threw the hand carved violin he had made by his uncle Gunta out the window. <laughs> this just cracked me up. I wrote down, why did this make me snicker? I'm just so evil, but it cracked me up. <laughs> of course it's sad. uncle Gunta. Of course it's hand-carved. Of course there's some freakish story behind it because it's Arthur, <laughs> king of the quirks. Am I, am I the only one who thinks that their relationship is so grody it makes me want to throw up? I mean, really, she's at least 30 years older than him. <laughs> well, I, I, is it just me? Okay, it does. 
Men men do that all the time. Men who are 30 years old or hang out with women who are, you know, tiny little babies. It's not any less gross. It really isn't. Well, I don't like the opportunity gross <laughs> If you're old enough to be their parent, you I shouldn't know. be with them sexually. It's well, gross. It, it's not even so much because I've said before, I don't really want to see them together sexually because she kisses like a fish. But it's also just highly amusing to me to watch because he's obviously a complete novice. This boy has never kissed a girl, let alone. That makes it even grosser. I think it's hilarious. It makes it even grosser to me. It's like she's this predator she's preying on this child. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so but here, gross. Hey, wait, thing. I don't even see her as a predator. It's more Ruth is always grasping onto the next big thing. She's like this little, it's like she's reverted back to being a school girl. And everything he does, she finds, comple- she's completely enamored with. I mean, she thinks this is amazing talent, his musical ability, when really it's pushing a few things on a keyboard, you know? She's just that <laughs> blind. It's it's bizarre. That's another thing about it is the fact that she is just the simpering fool when it comes to him. And the way they interact with each other is like just, oh, it's ridiculous. These people are so dumb. It's like I, I don't know. It just really so. grosses me out. It's just, yeah, so it doesn't gross me out, but I find it so, I find it more bizarre than anything, <laughs> which kind of amuses me. So. I, you guys brought this up in the last podcast. And I just wanted to say. Ruth married a guy when she was what, like 19? 19, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Then she cheated on him. And we're mm-hmm. all surprised that she's now in this hella disturbing relationship. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, she married a guy when she was 19. No problem. People do that all the time. No, um, just, she also I, cheated on. What? I just wanted to say that I feel like that um, informs why she's so, why she's so childish with Arthur. Yeah, I see. I, I find that ridiculous because at her age, she should know better. She really should know better. I mean, she. I don't care if she hasn't oh, had that I, much I experience totally with men. <laughs> totally you know, agree. at her age, seriously, mm-hmm. you are not a twenty-five-year-old. You know, you are what in your sixties, probably. It's just gross. I'll, I'll give I'll give Ruth the uh, late fifties. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's quite sixty. Because how old's There's Nate? No. Nate's thirty something, yeah. and she had him at nineteen, yeah. right? So uh, anyway, uh, yeah. anyway, all right. So late fifties. Uh, looks like she's in her sixties. They're ready to take their relationship out in the town, or at least you know <laughs> go out and hang out together. She wants him to go with her to this art exhibit. And Arthur worries if it's an appropriate thing, and she says he's. Oh, like now you worry way. about appropriateness. <laughs> and I now made a note there. Beside the word appropriate, I wrote Des is dying. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Vanessa stares at the TV. She's watching an infomercial about the fanny lifter, and uh, <laughs> as, right then, my wife cheers. Cheap. Uh, I, I I don't what am I what's the word I'm trying to say? She chime, uh, chimes in. She chimes in. Uh I had that <laughs> which is awesome. Um <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rico comes down and he's wondering where dinner is, and we see that Vanessa's actually been sit- is sitting there with like hamburger helper and like frozen peas in her hands. And uh Why yeah. was that why she had the hamburger helper? <laughs> Can I 
interject here. Like, okay, I'm sorry. If you you know your wife is depressed, she's on medication, um, and you expect her to be able to just continue to maintain all of her usual chores. Like, Rico, would it kill you to come home and make dinner? <laughs> of course he expects that. He's Rico, world's worst human. <laughs> well, you know, I'll try to play the Rico's advocate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are the devil if you do that. Um <laughs> It's been two weeks on meds, and in his small brain, he thinks, okay, she's got meds, she's got a problem, the meds are supposed to cure that problem. It's been two weeks, why is it not working? And uh, apparently the only thing that's happened is she's gained five pounds. Do you know what it is? I just realized what's bugging me. It's because the way he talks to her, it's very much that it's her problem, not their problem as a couple, not something they're going to work through and support each other through together. It's you're broken, you get fixed because it's, I don't like how it's impacting me. It bothers me the fact that, okay, it's been two weeks on the medication. Has he been away for two weeks or something and he just came home and, and decided to find out, it, you know, assume she's better? Has he not been there the whole two weeks seeing that she's not getting any better? I think Rico in um, his uh, omniscient nature uh, has decided to bring the audience in. We've been gone for six for two weeks right now, so <laughs> he's bringing us in on what her progress has been and how frustrated he is with it. I, I say kudos to Rico for helping us out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need Rico's help. I don't need his handouts. Call. <laughs> so uh yeah nate and rico listen to uh alex uh tell the story about it he didn't know that melinda was so depressed and um nate is kind of making excuses for her but uh rico pushes on like well what happened you know and uh alex says that uh she lost her spirit and was on a load of meds uh and rico's like oh what meds <laughs> And oh, yeah, he's totally mining for information for yes, himself, right, yes. to help him understand his own situation. Yeah. Once again, being putting his own needs ahead of the, the client, really. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that the, I don't think the client would have been that upset to actually talk to him about the situation and his experiences if he just said, I'm going through this with my wife, you know, I, I'm my worried wife. about her. Right. And so, you know, the guy probably would have you know, tried to give him a little advice there, but he just tried Maybe to do it sneakily after the instead. intake, though. <laughs> okay, you yeah, know, yeah, something, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, okay. Exactly afterwards. She, okay, she has a psychiatrist. If Rico has concerns, why doesn't he go with her to an appointment and they all discuss it together? Don't try to get information out of no. your client. Right. Ugh. You know, and this should have been client. a... Go ahead, Missy. Uh, I was just going to say, the client was just as dumbass and selfish as apparently Rico is being. I'm not getting on the Rico hate bandwagon. and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I love that little Mexican. It's going to stay that oh, way. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the client, the client, he, he thought she was fine. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> that woman was not fine. She what? was not fine when they were together. She was not fine when they broke up. He was not paying I mean, no. it's the parallels. Okay, no, no. I disagree. I think no. it sounded to me like she'd been clinically depressed for years. He'd stuck it out with her. They tried a million different meds. 
finally she found one that was starting to lighten her mood, starting to work. He felt like, okay, she's starting to get on track, so now I have the courage to leave. And the truth of it is, people are at the highest risk of suicide when they finally when they're starting to improve. That's mm-hmm. when they have the energy to finally do it. Yeah. Which he probably didn't yeah. realize. So no, I don't think he's a douche at all. I think he couldn't stand no, it. I don't either. He finally left. And, this and is, you shouldn't have to stay somebody, with somebody you don't want to just because they're depressed and you think they're going to kill themselves. Find them some other help. You know what I mean? It's just not good for you know you just to sacrifice your life for somebody who is depressed. Seriously. Well, well there's a big difference. There's a big difference between somebody who's depressed and kills themselves versus somebody who continually threatens you with the risk of suicide in order to keep you. Mm-hmm. That's manipulative. Yeah. It's not the same thing. That's Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, we do definitely I see. I missed whatever you said. I cut out. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to repeat it? <laughs> oh, just I said um, if people are threatening you with the risk of suicide, saying if you leave me, I'll kill myself, I said that's manipulation versus yes. somebody who's truly depressed that generally doesn't, doesn't necessarily even say to you they're thinking of killing themselves and then they just go ahead and do it. So I'm right. saying this woman was keeping him by being manipulative. So it's not, yeah, I don't feel the guy's a douche at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I don't either. I, you know, he has to live his own life. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel bad if she's for gonna, him. If she wants to do it, if she wants to do it, she's going to do it. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, to, no way to stop her. I think he's, you know, and this is where we see Nate's side of the whole story is that, you know, I think he was thinking a lot like Nate, like, uh, you know, he's kind of now sticking it out in order to uh, make her feel better. And he finally got to a place where, you know, he he thought that he was going to be, she was going to be fine. And it turned out she wasn't. Um, and I think that's also why Nate kind of defends him a little bit too, um, to Rico and, by, mm-hmm. you know, don't worry. And, and even to him, he's just like, you know, you didn't know, you didn't know. Yeah. Cause as usual with the lovely six feet under, they get our clients to our, yes. our, our fishers identify with our clients. Right. Yep. So, yep. Well, uh, hopefully Rico took this as a, warning that hey you know it may not get better right away you may need to you know uh take some involvement and which he does you know try yeah right he he actually does which is great i don't think he chose the right kind of involvement (laughs) but yeah at least he was trying (laughs) so we get a quick glimpse up into uh the apartment where we see lisa's crying and then telling maya that she'll be okay Okay. Best scene ever. <laughs> that was a classic mummy thing to do, right? You, you cry, yeah. your your heart is breaking, but you're going to keep telling your baby everything is fine. Mm-hmm. But that's what we yes, do. Yes, even though your baby's too small to eat, and really, exactly. It's almost like talking to a pet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've been there. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. In the next scene, um, David is David and Keith are talking to Frank Mueller, their therapist, about uh, yeah, the dishes like problem. The <laughs> turns out David's a rewasher, which really I I've gotten rewashed before, and that really pisses me off. <laughs> you know, just you know, point it point it out to me. You know, and and you know, uh, I I will do that. You know, okay, that's something you do when your kids wash the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. If- if if he doesn't like the way that Keith is washing the dishes, maybe he should trade chores with Keith. Yeah. Like, let me take care of the dishes and you wa- do the laundry or right, something right. so that, you know, he's in control of that thing. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, the, Frank asks if anything else came up. He says, nope. <laughs> but David blurts it out all about their, their, we had a threesome, uh, and, uh, he wants to know if it was, it's healthy. And he says he actually liked it more than paintball. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been anything though. <laughs> I don't think he liked the paintball. <laughs> Keith actually thought it was just great to not be careful for once, to be spontaneous, to have a good time, you know? And Frank gives them advice that they should really set rules if they're going to continue with this. Keith is really going out of control, isn't he? I mean, he's like uh, totally uh, doing things that he would have never done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Maybe pot and the drinking and the, yeah. all of it. Yeah, But you know what I thought was good about this is that at least David, instead of just repressing it and not admitting he was a little uncomfortable with it, at least he did have the guts to bring it up at therapy. That's good. Yeah. And I do like the fact that... Yeah. They- I was looking for I was looking for David to be the one going. Ah, this kind of hurts my feelings or something like that. But it turns out that David actually really is into this. But he's he's worried about you know he doesn't want to risk you know losing Keith or you know upsetting the, what they the balance that they've created or the shaky balance at least uh, mm-hmm. you know for having threesomes all the time. So he's a little hesitant. But at least it's like you know like you said he's he's bringing it up. You know what I, I noticed? I'm really liking David and Keith a lot better. Their therapy session, um, they're really starting to communicate more and not, you know, just because uh, when they were first in the therapy, you know, we were all thinking, oh, they should not be together. Right. Now, <laughs> I'm not thinking that as much anymore. You know, they're communicating, they're listening to each other. Yeah, it, it might be working. Mm-hmm. Um. At Margaret's, Margaret <laughs> is telling Brenda that she should have some more blush, add some more blush or whatever. Yeah, and, <laughs> instead uh, of her peachy tones. <laughs> <laughs> then she offers her this like canister of joints. <laughs> it turns up that turns out that Brenda gave up the pot, and uh, Margaret thinks. Okay, and I got all excited because I thought, oh my god, they're going to the opening, which means Lisa and Brenda are going to meet. Yes. I didn't even think about that until they were there in the same room across from each really? other. Really? Oh, food. no. I, I thought like, about oh, it yes. right at this scene. I was already getting excited. Yeah, again. I didn't, but I, yeah. I was excited that everybody was going to be at the same opening. Yeah, again, my, my, my wife is a newbie, so and I, I've been kind of teasing her that she should come on to the to the podcast sometime. And yeah, this is like one of those moments during the episode where it was like, oh my gosh, they're going to meet. <laughs> And Brenda and Margaret are back to their usual yeah. sort of snipey, bitchy mm-hmm. <laughs> repartee. Yes, but but Margaret still apologized for you know yeah. what what you know mm-hmm. miss and uh, making her feel important. Whatever it was, I can't even remember. But mm-hmm. that was a you know different for her. Yeah. Um. And and she's actually concerned that Brenda's you know over dramatizing herself. By uh, <laughs> making it seem like she's a, she was an addict and she has she needs to totally give up pot. But I like the way Brenda um, defended herself and she said, "Yeah, I've never been one to cotton on to other people's ideologies. You know, this is this is really that I'm doing what I need to do for me, yeah. Mom. Just respect that." And I think it was really cool to watch Brenda be so uh, so healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre, yeah. But- 
deep. Can I just say, <laughs> I love season three, Brenda, by the way. I just love season three, Brenda. Yeah. Especially, especially the Brenda we see later in this episode. Yes, I which we'll talk love. about. She, Me too. She's still... She's still the strong, independent, sassy Brenda, just without all the sleeping around and terrible choices. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what yeah. it is? There's so much less self-loathing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. She looks prettier too. Have you noticed that? Yes. This season, she looks so much prettier than she did back in season one and two. Less haggard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know the. the to be fair, a couple times we've seen her, she's been all made up and stuff. She's either she was at her father's funeral, she was at now she's going to this art exhibit. So yeah. well, she was at the massage parlor at work. You yeah. know, she wasn't all dolled up there. That's so true. that's true. It's a ganja. It's getting off the weed, Robin. It improves your complexion. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have a greenish pallor. Um, so Billy shows up and Margaret takes the uh, can of joints and goes off to do one more final coat of makeup. Uh, and Billy looks yummy. Can I just say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> uh, I love Billy. Brenda tells Billy, she's just so tired of being so self-conscious. And, uh, yeah. So they all leave together and. Uh, no, no, not self-conscious, Robin. Conscious. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a difference. She means like yeah. being not stoned and, and dealing with reality. <laughs> right. And then the uh one of my uh favorite lines here comes up. Did you guys write that down? Mm, don't uh, think so. <laughs> Margaret says that blouse would work better if you got rid of that bra. <laughs> Brenda says that skirt would look better if you got rid of that ass. That is a great line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Lisa is trying different things on. She's, uh, not happy with anything, but really it's, uh, the whole tension between her and Nate. And I think she just wants to put on a, a good front. She's going for Claire, not for Nate. They have a relationship. <laughs> hmm. Oh, God. I was just relieved she didn't wear the initial sweater she had on, you know, with the little stupid embroidered <laughs> flowers on it. Ugh. That looked very I was pretty much telling telling her through my tv to just take the jacket off if you don't need a jacket just go out in the nice is it, was it a dress or something or a, a blousey blouse i think yeah it was nice on its own wasn't it, it just, Simone? It, it really no. it really was <laughs> it was not me the jacket was she needs to, she just I, to like, I like the first sweater okay <sighs> but the second Next. one looked like a like a hoodie so that one definitely wasn't a good one <laughs> Um, so yeah, Claire and Russell watch, uh, Jan Van Hoosen, uh, arrange his, uh, his <laughs> beautiful piece of cleaning products oh, and God. they call him a narcissist for checking on it. And then they check on Russell's <laughs> and they find that it's already <laughs> been bought. Nice. Ooh. Go Russell. Mm-hmm. David and Keith are there now, and they're looking over Claire's piece. And uh, Keith thinks it's funny, and they end up squabbling a little bit about how much each of them knows Claire and what she was trying to do with this thing. And then Claire comes over to say hi, and then Nate and Lisa show up. And it turns out that Vigo Mortensen is there too. Uh, we don't see him. <laughs> uh, we didn't get to see him. No fair. That's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, me too. A little piece of Vigo. And uh, they think, oh, Fiona Kleinschmidt might be there, too. And then David blurts out all about how Nate got deflowered by by her. 
Oh my <laughs> god! You know that she wants to go get drunk. <laughs> Clearly, another face was priceless. It's so another awesome. story Lisa doesn't know. Clearly, yep. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't matter. That was way, way before you. Come on, <sighs> he was fifteen. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, that you know, at all the the time that he's you know been a friend to Lisa, that he hasn't shared that experience. You know. With her. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I think he's learned to keep his sexual conquest to himself because she flips out. Yeah, but she they were they were frenzies before, you know. And I'm yes. and Nate's a very very sexually charged being, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind. He doesn't mind uh, going back and revealing a few of his conquests, and especially the fact that he got to sleep with an older woman as a teenager. Let me tell you, if I had that story, <laughs> I well, I probably wouldn't tell my wife very openly. I'd be like, oh yeah, it was it was terrible. But anyway, um, enough about me. More about Billy and Olivier. Uh, See now, uh, Robert. Yeah, now, now I have suspicions about you and that woman that drove you home that time. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> no way. That was horrible. <laughs> sure. That, yeah, that's sure. a story that doesn't come out very often. And uh, <laughs> you know, for those of you that forgot about it, uh, keep forgetting. You're um, welcome. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, they they're chatting, and it seems there's a little bit of competition between the two of them. And you know, they they I it, I guess uh, you know he was this, he was a student, and they had maybe the same kind of relationship that uh, Claire and Olivier have, except that uh, yeah, uh, there was a there was a, there was some sex involved, but uh, it was a sex thing. Oh my thing, god, not I, a got gay so thing. <laughs> I got so excited! I got. I'm so excited with that. <laughs> well, the other thing is, it um, adds more power to my theory about Olivier and Russell because this is Olivier's pattern, and we know he's not having sex with Claire. But and who okay. and who's his other pet this year? Yeah, but okay. So this is just another reason to make Claire paranoid. And you know what? This is not good because this is just going to drive a wedge between her and Russell. This paranoia. She needs to just relax and not worry about it. Well, I, I mean, it's. Say, oh, oh, go ahead, Simone. Oh, I was just, just going to ask Des if she thinks if if something like that does come out. I can't, for the life of me, remember. But if something like that does come out. Do you really think Russell and Claire won't be friends? Uh, I, I don't know. Probably not because I think Claire would feel really betrayed by it. But, um, you know, I mean, if it comes out, it comes out. If it doesn't, you know, if it's not happening, it's not happening. If it's happening, you know, eh, worrying about it, it's not going to do anything if until you know. Out, he comes out. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, I mean, the writers are clearly leaving us all these tangible hints that something either has gone on or did go on recently with Olivia and Russell. So we'll have to see where they are taking us and if it's all just a big carrot they're dangling or not. Yeah, see, I'm not actually getting the vibe of anything's happened yet. I feel like they're setting it up so something may happen. Well, a little bit later on, I'll, I'll bring something up where I think Claire's getting the same vibe, but we can leave it till then. Yeah. I like the way this next shot is set up. Nate and Lisa... At the orders table, and this gigantic baby picture looming behind them. <laughs> I didn't even notice. You didn't see the gigantic. I did baby not picture? notice it. It was like no. this no, gigantic baby face. 
You know what, Robin? I think you're in baby space right now. (laughs) (laughs) That might have something to do with it. No, I think it was. I think I think it was intended that that be set up that way. Like that was like their the thing the thing that's keeping them together right now. You know. Um. So Brenda comes up, (laughs) recognizes, Uh, and I got so. I got so excited because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lisa's in the same room with Nate. That is awesome. <laughs> and uh, Lisa says, uh, nice to meet you. And Brenda's like, uh, yeah, you too. <clears throat> mm. So Claire watches as people buy up all the art. Russell says she shouldn't care and thinks whoever uh, bought his was probably a fluke. Um, and then Claire gets completely crushed as two people destroy her artwork into a million pieces with their criticism. Poor Claire. Well, the one girl said it was better than anything I did as a first as a first year, so that wasn't bad. Yeah, it's not exactly <laughs> but, yeah, like, I like yeah, Russell... it was great. You know, it's worthy hanging yeah. up. <laughs> I like how Russell said it was probably my mom who uh, <laughs> bought it, and then Claire's like, "Oh my god, if my mom buys mine, I'd be mortified." <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next scene as the flight of the concords puts it it's business time rico <laughs> is lighting the candles he's got the wine he sent the kids off he's really sent the mood he's cleaned up everything and uh yeah the place is looking good and vanessa stumbles out in her sweats and uh so sexy oh yeah <laughs> it is time and uh and, you know, he sits her down. She's really delighted. She looks really happy with that, that he did this. And, uh, you know, he does this thing where he's, like, trying to be physically close to her and also whispering in her ear about how maybe she should just try a different med, you know? And yeah, that's so not the right kind of pillow talk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally not. I mean, he's, he is, he's trying. Okay, I'll, I'll give him just a little tiny itsy bitsy bit of credit just for trying. But God, he's just ignorant. You know, in mature relationships, you realize as a man that sometimes just the simplest things can just do all. You don't have to go overboard. If he just simply set the yeah. candles, made dinner... And just, you know, rub your shoulders a little bit, not try to instigate the sex, not try to bring up issues that they've had between them, and just did that. I think uh, Vanessa might have really appreciated it in the brief moment of uh, uh, lucidity that she had. Mm -hmm. Just cleaning up the house and making dinner probably would have been, you know what I mean? Giving her a little time to just, you know, do whatever and let him take care of things for once would have probably been the perfect thing. Mm -hmm. And I was almost even on his side, you know, with his cleaning and his romantic over, overtures until in the midst of massaging her soldiers, he has to bring up meds. Right. That's yeah. where he lost me. That and the fact that really he was kneading her shoulders kind of like they were bread dough. <laughs> and, um, and, and it was not sexy. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it, I, you know, bring the sex in later once you've warmed her up quite a bit, you know, and then talk about the real yeah. issues maybe the next day. You don't even don't even bring them up, you know. Right. Right. Rico, you idiot. <sighs> yes, he is. He, he doesn't know how to be married. <laughs> no. <laughs> OK, so um, Brenda stares at Billy's quote unquote artwork. Um, I don't know what I'm what it is. They, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> like, she said, uh, like they were saying, at least it was, you know, um, less uh, self-referential. I don't know exactly what they said, but... Yeah, yeah, the last bit of artwork we saw, like, self-portraits of, you know... Yeah. And that art gallery was huge. That place was huge. I was struck by that. I thought, wow, there's an upstairs. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Uh, Well, apparently lack arts is a big deal. I guess. Um, Yeah. Nate and Brendan chat a bit. And uh, then they have a laugh when they realize that both of them are actually at their sleeping at their mom's house right now. (laughs) Um. Keith catches Margaret and Jan smoking a joint, and Jan really. Seems and Keith, okay, God. sorry, no. I just want to interrupt. Keith and David have no idea who Margaret is, right? Right. They ever, they've never met her, right? I don't oh, think wait. they've never because they, the only crossover was like the uh, shower stuff, and that was Brenda going and um, Brenda and Margaret well, and Claire. Claire and Ruth went, but I don't think. I don't think Keith and David. Uh, yeah, but did they ever have? Because they, when they were engaged and everything, weren't they gonna have a family dinner when they met? And they never. I guess they never did. Or I, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, they when they Keith's got engaged, they had a dinner. They had dinner at the Fishers, but that was just Brenda with the Fishers, and Keith was there too. I think. Yeah. And then, I don't so think for some reason, Brenda I feel like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I felt like that they had got together or they were supposed to get together, you know, the families and meet when they were engaged, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Okay, continue. <laughs> Jan thinks that Keith should go in the pyramid, check it out, and uh, David comes in and tries to pull Keith out, who really isn't interested. And um, then Margaret has this realization that this is Burns' cancer weed she's smoking, and then she goes, then she just, it's like, Oh God, burn! God, <laughs> Just... Margaret is so mellow. Oh, She's hilarious to watch. What she was doing? Yes. I, oh, I, burn! I, getting, I, was, I didn't. I was totally lost in what she was doing. I thought she was getting a headache from it. Or no, I mean she, she knew it was his weed because she introduces them to it in that context. She she's well aware. I think it's more she suddenly had this. Yeah, you know, heartfelt Vern recollection or something, but she just, Vern. she's such a, she's hysterical, like histrionic. That's the word. She's just histrionic. <laughs> God. Um, Ruth and Arthur are looking at Claire's art and Ruth wonders about the frame. <laughs> and yeah, Arthur, uh, you know, meets them, um, or excuse me, Olivier meets them. And you can see that Olivier is entranced with Ruth um, he kisses Ruth's hand and, um, Olivier asks what she thinks. And she says that it looks, it's sweet. And Claire says it's supposed to be disturbing. And Arthur thinks that it was supposed to be, uh, controversial and does a little bit more critiquing, which I didn't write down. I should have, you guys remember what he said? Hmm. I forgot. No, I wasn't really paying Something attention. about it being sentimental, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I thought Olivier was being um, vaguely mocking of Ruth. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought so, too. And I didn't like that. Because mm-hmm. that's more of being an art, artsy asshole pretentious dick where you assume that the only people that can appreciate art are artists. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, yes, I know Ruth is horrifyingly naive in a way. She's, as you said earlier, Des, for her age, right, she's strangely sheltered in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just mean to pick on her. It's like taking candy from a baby or kicking a puppy. Like it was just not 
necessary. And you can see yeah. how uncomfortable Claire is in the scene, too. It's like, is Ruth going to say something awful or is Olivia going to say something awful? You know? Yeah, she's expecting uh, uh, to be embarrassed by her. Yeah. It's just... Oh. And 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 also, I think it's expecting for Olivier to you know be his normal self too. I don't think it was she was just being embarrassed just for Ruth. You know? Yeah, something like he would say something highly inappropriate yeah. about people fucking or something. You know how <laughs> yes. he, yeah, luckily like, he waited for them to walk off. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually funny. Do you think they're fucking? Ooh, that was that funny. was gross. Yes. <laughs> Made me laugh. You don't know that about your mom. (laughs) Exactly. Don't want to think about that. Your mom doesn't actually have sex. (laughs) Exactly. So, we're in the bathroom. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Lisa um, starts to plead with Brenda that she didn't actually know that Brenda was Nate's (gasps) ex. Liar. Bad liar. Brenda totally (laughs) calls her on it. And then Yo, Brenda. Lisa apologizes and she says she wanted to know what she was like. And Brenda is a little put off by this. She said, Look, it's a bit weird and stalkerish. And yes, weird, dishonest, and stalkerish. I felt mm. like Brenda had been listening to our podcast and she heard everything we said about Lisa and then just repeated it back to her. <laughs> um, she says the massage is a bad idea to get to know what happened between them and why does it even matter? And Lisa cracks, starts crying, and Brenda thinks that Nate is good at making women feel crazy. She kind of takes a little pity on her. And Lisa says, oh, I was just being desperate, and I'm such an idiot, you know. And uh, Brenda thinks that she could keep him if she wanted him. And uh, he doesn't love me the way he loved you. Or Lisa says, he doesn't love me the way he loved you. And, And Brenda says, he didn't love me. He was just trying to get something he didn't have. And I have to say, I thought, okay, I loved the interaction between the two of them. I loved Mm. this scene. I loved how Brenda was um, so kind to Lisa. She could have chosen to handle that in many different ways. And she came back and she handed her the tissue and she chose to be kind and to point out to Lisa what she has. And in a way, also Nate's flaw. And I love that about her. I thought Brenda was in so much stronger a place. And I, I like this Brenda. When you're saying you love season three, Brenda, uh, I love this Brenda. Yeah. This woman in this bathroom, I love this woman. This woman I can get behind. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Simone, do you have anything to say about season three, Brenda? Um, I like old Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do, too. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, this one, she's really sweet but yeah it's different well it's not sweet to me it's strong Mm. it's mature it's that's what i i love that she's growing this is my big thing i'm like a broken record it's okay for you to be fucked up and flawed but please learn from something and grow and then let me see that evolution in your character it's neat to watch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we go from this scene to the ridiculous where we watch uh claire russell is laughing as uh olivier and margaret do this Bollywood dance. <laughs> oh my god, what the hell was that? <laughs> they were like mating birds or something. <laughs> and then we go to the Burge household where Brie watches TV while Robin sleeps. No, wait, it's the DS household where Vanessa is just staring blankly at Xena while Rico is falling asleep. So, yeah. Xena. The date written really well. 
Yeah, no score for Rico. <laughs> he didn't deserve it anyway, bastard. Nope, didn't. In the next scene, we have Nate and Lisa in the pyramid. And uh, Lisa thinks that Nate didn't transform into the man she hoped he'd be. And didn't love her the way that she'd hoped as well. And Nate wants to try again. He wants to stop trying to be something they're not. To just focus on being friends and, and lovers and... You know, and they're just kind of both relieved that they're not going to put on any more masks. They're not going to pretend anymore. Okay. I really liked the level of communication between them Mm -hmm. because, you know, they were actually at first being very honest with each other and, you know, talking about how, you know, she, he didn't turn into the man she wanted to be and all that fun stuff. And that was great. But Mm -hmm. seriously, you're just going to be friends and lovers. Uh, I don't understand what you mean by that. Are you not already friends? Well, it means that they're not going to... are already friends and lovers? Come on. They're not going to... So you're just going to act like you're just together. You don't have to be like this wonderful, loving couple that loves each other so much. I I don't get it. I don't think they're trying... I think that, you know, they're doing it for the baby. You know, for one thing, they're trying to, you know, make things right for her. And... You know, I, I don't think it's, I think it's, I think it's like, they're not going to just knee jerk it. You know, they're not going to be like, well, F you, if you don't love me the way I want you, I, 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 you know, we're splitting up right here. I think, uh, you know, they came to a settlement and this is where they can build from that. They're not okay, like the saying key, wildly The key to the word us. you just said was settle. Settlement. Yeah. They're settling <laughs> and maybe, Hey, lots of people settle, mm-hmm. but I think don't, they're denying yeah. how they are feeling inside and I don't think it's going to work. Okay. It's not. Trust me. I know from experience. You you say, okay, I can live with this. I can live with this. No, you really can't. You know, if you couldn't live with it before, just saying you're going to be able to live with it doesn't mean you're going to be able to live with it. You're going to be, there's going to be the same resentment. There's going to be the same, you know, disappointment. It's not going to change just because you want it to. What's, what's wrong, you with, feel what's what wrong you feel. with starting over again, which is what I think was also implied. They're just starting um, over again. Well, but starting over, start over with again. what? Yeah, that's different. But is what? They can't change their fundamental fundamental natures. Mm-hmm. And if they think no. that they're going to, that's what I mean by selling. So they're going to become a couple who's what? Friends mm-hmm. who have sex together and raise a baby together. And yeah, doesn't ridiculous. that sound like there's something missing there when you say it that way? There's too much history between them that's for that to happen. That's what I they think already have this relationship. They can't just say, okay, scratch the whole relationship that we have that we've had for, you know, many months, let alone several years. Scratch everything. We're just going to start over and define our relationship from the beginning. And all that, you know, love and affection we felt for each other, we're just going to stop turning it off and say we're gonna like each other a lot but we're not gonna be it, it, that doesn't work but no you can't go back like that but you can't no. wipe the slate clean. can i go ahead Simone. can i just say i was just gonna say to me it sounded a lot like nate saying hey why don't you just come over to my way of thinking why don't you look at this relationship the way i do yeah you have a good point there because that is how he's been looking at it mm-hmm. well yeah he's been making he the best is... of it the whole time Right. Yeah, he, he said he knew he settled. settled. Yeah, he settled and he's aware of it and he is okay with that fact, but he can't live up to her standards because she is not, you know, she doesn't understand he settled. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess. Well, yeah. I mean, she does understand, but she doesn't want to admit that he settled. So I mean, well, what's he's just, just she doesn't want to settle. 
Yeah. No, she doesn't, Simone. You're right. She yeah. did. I mean, that's and what we're saying. It's, and I agree. She shouldn't. And that's what's going to happen. She, yeah. It's going to eat her up inside, and she won't be able to deal with it. Maybe Nate can. Maybe he's built that way, but I don't think Lisa is. I think that's the reason why I really dislike Lisa so much is because she actually settled. I That, to me, is just – there is – you should never, ever, ever do that because you're just going to be an unhappy person. But he and did too. But un- Nate, Nate did too. But he you did. But a lot more than him. <laughs> I do, I do. Because you know what? I mean, That's she's nutty, crazy. We knew person. him longer. Yeah. And she's, she's also a hippie. So yeah, yeah. That, so oh, that's that's twenty strikes against her right there. <laughs> seriously, I agree with you that we sh- we should all want to be married to and raise a child with the uh, one person that we love and adore, but it didn't quite work that way for Nate and Lisa. And I think it's, it's brave of them as a couple to be like, all right, let's accept what we are right now and we'll work on it rather than no. being like F you, F you. And let's just, you know, raise the child separately. They're not working on it. They are not working on it at all. They're uh, hiding again. their heads in the sand. They're hiding their head in the sand saying, oh, we're just going to deny all this and we're just going to, you know, pretend we get along. And the fact that they're not happy together, well, guess what? Don't be together. You don't have to force yourself to stay together just because you think you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, the, if you're not happy in your life, do something to change it, even if that means that you divorce your spouse. Let me ask uh, you spouse. this. Let me ask you this. Did they not look happy at the end of this episode? And that they may have looked happy, but it's not going to last, especially for Lisa. <laughs> it is so not going to last. And because we're because... on six feet under here. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Yes. And you can't, I mean, seriously, when you settle, you're just going to resent and regret. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, you're not going to be happy. I was just say, they say in the episode, and I'm pretty sure they've said it before, or I've heard it on some other show, that you can't define yourself through another person. Right. Yeah. It's just more of that. It's, it's mm-hmm. disturbing, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know and, that's what this show is built on, and God, do I love it for it. <laughs> <laughs> they say stuff and then fall right back into it. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I, I felt like Desmond... When they were in the pyramid and they were being so heartfelt and I thought they were going to be able to have an amicable parting of the ways. Yes. I I could see that would have been um, not not that I'm, I mean, I'm unhappy that the child doesn't have the parents together, but in a way, the best possible solution, because it's the most true and honest one. Um, and I, you know, you just know this is a recipe for disaster. But hey, like you said, it's six feet under. We got to have reasons for conflict, I guess. <laughs> I don't <laughs> would like be. I don't think staying together for the child is going to do any good for the child because you will have that resentment. You will have, you know, regret. You will have these, all these feelings that you cannot quell. Um, if you're separated, you can still raise your child together and you can be happier, which means your child is happier because, you know, if you th- think, don't think that your child is going to feel all those bad emotions, uh, you are just naive. Yeah. Kids pick up on it. They really anyway. do. Anyway. Um, Time will tell, yes, as we always say. Yes. Even episodes in the future will tell. Um, and I, I definitely want to put a disclaimer here. This is not a commentary on my own life. I happen to marry the love of my life. 
and have a baby with her and i'm very and i'm very happy so i'm not playing the the uh uh nate jr advocate just for that no no <laughs> like, you're just I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not treating an episode of six feet under like they treat a client <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh yeah they agree that pyramids do work and then brenda crashes the party uh it's a little awkward, awkward. um <laughs> and nate says uh something about how pyramids they, it, it just enforces that they lost um touch with history but there's a continuity that we hadn't even realized and uh lisa hopes they'd never have to leave lisa's like um <sighs> She's kind of ridiculous because, okay, really? there was all this. Yeah, well, more so than, uh, again, let's just say again. She's ridiculous again. I mean, okay, one minute she can't stand Brenda and Nate with Brenda and blah, blah, blah. But the minute Brenda's nice to her and tells her what she wants to hear, now she's all happy, happy, friend, friend. You know? So you don't think she's growing? No, no, she is not growing as evidenced by the fact that she agreed to the silly thing about being friends and lovers. That is not gross. All right. So uh, Fifi Rochdale brought, bought uh, Claire's artwork. (laughs) Claire's like, and then she's like, oh, that's your poor name. And uh, Russell, (laughs) Russell says he thinks it was a good investment. Um, that's sweet. That's so sweet. But he couldn't have thought of a better name. <laughs> like, you know, you know what? I, oh, I don't know if it was sweet. No, I don't know that I would have wanted my boyfriend to buy my art out of pity. Hmm. Even if you guys are just being out of love, but I, I, oh, I don't know. No, I wouldn't have liked it either, but it was sweet on his side because he was, trying to do it anonymously and you know make her feel like you know good about herself that's dishonest no it's you know you're gonna try to coddle her and pretend someone bought it when they didn't and would he have kept that live she hadn't figured it out des you really think that's sweet i do think it's sweet that he tried to you know uh boost her uh, you know, self-esteem like that without doing it, you know, without going right out and, you know, using his own name, which would have been a real slap in the face. It All was, right. it was have to... at his point, he was trying to be, you know, sweet and do something for her. And I appreciate that. <laughs> it was not right. All right. All right. I'll leave it at that. I can't quite agree. <laughs> we got, we got, we got to move along. We're past the hour mark already and we haven't even gotten into our other segments. So, <clears throat> let's uh let's let's like slide through the rest of the episode as quickly as possible um yeah billy and brenda wonder where their mom is oh god and uh <laughs> oh. then uh we go to uh ruth and arthur uh playing a little footsie uh, drinking a little wine oh god cool. <laughs> oh, were, were you guys to... like watching through your fingers <laughs> Yes, I was. <laughs> I felt like I was watching two, seriously, two 14 year olds or 13 year olds on a first date nudging each other. That's had... what went through my mind when that scene was on when I was watching it earlier. I was like, oh, this was like me when I was 12. Yeah, <laughs> because that's <laughs> mentally, emotionally where yeah. they're at. It's that's so ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh, it's. Hilarious. I was like dry heaving in my mouth. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what's funny too. about the scene is that Ruth seems so surprised at the end of it when he mm-hmm. he thanks her for the lovely evening, gets his glasses, and mm-hmm. leaves. Like she's really expecting him to go forward. Does she not get it that he's a completely virginal vessel and he's terrified and has no idea what he's doing? <laughs> How could she have missed that clue? Mm. 
because she's too busy trying to get into his pants. <laughs> yes, because so she's too busy being a Exactly. And you think about it. I mean, she's had how many men in her life? Two, <laughs> three, three lovers. Yeah, uh, Nikolai. Oh, three. Right. What's his face? Yes, three. Sorry, three. Hiram. 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 So, uh, yeah. Anything more to say about Ruth and Arthur? I'll, I'll just. We put both the scenes together when we just talked about it. But yeah, he was just set. He was all set with some spooning, and she looks a little disappointed <laughs> at the end when he leaves. Oh, uh, I think poor Arthur's just terrified. He doesn't know what to do with his penis. He's in over his head. She's yes. going to eat him alive like a, a praying mantis or something. Especially if she takes him E first. We know she's a crazy woman when she takes him E first. <laughs> so uh, David and Keith are scoping some dudes at the gay bar. And uh, David wants to set up some rules. And the one that they come to... They, they come up with is no kissing and David sees Patrick and Keith says he doesn't want to do it with somebody they know so there's another rule that's the best rule you can have yeah. right there mm-hmm. Keith goes to talk to some tall dude and Patrick comes up and talks to David a little bit and says he doesn't think he's a gay bar kind of guy and then we go to Brenda coming to her mother's apartment <laughs> <laughs> and Olivier climaxing inside of her, and it apparently was too late for him to stop. Oh my god, that was so crazy. <laughs> the funniest is she's yelling out, um, but I bought a painting, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that was disturbing. That whole oh, scene was just so god. disturbing. Oh. And then uh, with him not even stopping. Oh god, it was so uncomfortable and awkward. You know, it'd be really bad if you thought this was the first time that Brenda cut her mom, but nope. It was just yeah. a, a nice flashback. Um. That's the Arthur thing. And, uh, yeah, the next morning, uh, the tall dude does the walk of shame while Keith and David uh, have a synchronicity and they're turning their backs to him and pretending to sleep. Um, Rico argues with Nate about why he thinks that uh, Melinda killed herself. And Nate talks to Rico about how he thinks love is he kind of, I'm paraphrasing, he thinks love is kind of overrated. And they they both agree, though, that they're glad that they aren't him. He has a line there where he says, it's not like someone else can change who you are. Mm-hmm. Which is all about referencing Lisa. Let's talk about a scene that might have made Moira's top ten all-time worst scenes ever. Yeah. Um, Vanessa's talking to uh, her nurse friend. And, uh, yeah, so the nurse friend's like, hey, here's some Celexa, a little Ativan, you know, give it a shot. <laughs> Un- oh, God, so stupid. Fucking leaveable. You're right. I was cringing. I was thinking, this is everything that's wrong with. People pretending to be doctors when they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. how many ethical rules did she just break? And Vanessa should know better. And Vanessa's being adult because she's saying, oh, the psychiatrist only spends five minutes with me. Okay, then you need to advocate for yourself. And since you're not capable of doing it, that's what Rico should be doing. But I was. Or find a new oh, psychiatrist. Exactly. 
I was horrified. Yeah. And this this nurse who I'm sorry not to be a jerk here, but no, you're a nurse. You're not a physician. You don't know how to prescribe. Everything she said to her was ridiculous. She shouldn't be giving her Ativan. Mm-hmm. I could go on and bore you with what I would do for Vanessa, which you don't care about. But the point is, it was horrible. Oh no, no, no! I've been wanting, horrible. I've been wanting to use my doctor music. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. I would probably see it's only been two weeks. It's not really long enough to say, but um, I would either up the dose of her Paxil or I would switch her to an SNRI instead of an SSRI or I'd wait a little longer and I would add in and augment, augment her with Wellbuterin. That's what I would do. But good God, this stupid woman shouldn't be giving her benzodiazepines. That's horrible. I, yeah, I did not like this scene either because I am so not caring about Vanessa and her storyline. Uh, and then this just made it worse. So I'm guessing that bad things are going to come from this, which is, I'm fine with that. If this, if this storyline doesn't end in her killing herself and her children, I will be so severely disappointed. <laughs> the kids have to go too. Why, why? Thank you. I draw the line at the kids. We can kill off Vanessa, but leave the boys alone. Because I have to kill off the kids. I don't care. But if she doesn't kill herself, then why the hell are we watching this? I yeah. don't care. Yeah, because now she's got enough Never. drugs to OD on. And actually, you can't OD on these drugs worth shit, by the way. Just anyone out there who's listening, it, they don't kill you worth beans. Not like the old-fashioned antidepressants. They were very lethal. Mm-hmm. So. so at Billy's, uh, Brenda is waking up. And Billy's got a great place, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Um yeah, she's not sure she should go home yet, whether uh, Margaret's finished with uh, Olivier or not. And uh, Billy does a nice thing and offers to go with her. And they have a little bit of a teasing competition. And, uh, you know, and it's the end of the scene. So. I was wasn't that a lovely... they were going to get incestual. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a lovely role reversal because now Billy finally gets to take care of Brenda. Right? Yes. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot, too, because she's been doing it for so long. Yeah. And she deserves yeah, it. I like, yeah, yeah, she she was telling um, Nate when they were looking at his painting about how um, what she's decided is that, you know, not taking care of anybody else is forcing her to take care of herself. It may not be working that well, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's good because she has been taking care of too many people for too long that she really does need to focus on herself. Yeah. Um, it turns out that Olivier bought Russell's piece, and Russell is all nervous about it. He thinks it's a head trip to teach him a lesson, maybe like a power power play, power lesson or whatever. And Claire thinks he's just probably just liked it, and Russell says he doubts it. That's the scene I, I was, agree with I was alluding to earlier that I think – you can see Claire having doubts about why would Olivia do that for you? What's the angle? Is there something more? I think she's starting to wonder. See, I, I agree with Russell that I think it's, you know, I mean, uh, clearly it's not because he just liked the piece. He's not the kind of guy who works that way. No. It's obviously, you know, has a deeper meaning, and that worries me. Mm-hmm. I, I, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I got the faint impression that Russell was trying to hide the fact that he really loved that Olivier bought his painting. Mm. You girls think so? I, I didn't get that impression, mm. um, no, but that's just I, me. I st- like I said, I still think it's because there's either been a history with them or there's something, I don't know, or he's well, feeling pressured by I Olivier, maybe. I don't know. 
It's like I sexually feel like it dovetails nicely into that that theory of yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the final scene, Nate comes home and he finds Lisa sleeping, and uh, they he wakes her up, sits down, and he's you know she's, he says that he's just happy to see her and she's happy to see him. It's like nothing ever happened. I mean, they got better. They got better. No. No. I like Simone's twist on it. No. Uh, Lisa gave in to Nate's view of the world, so he's content now. (laughs) Or she said she's going to, but she's not going to be able to give in to that. She can't. She's a, you know, she's a crunchy granola, follow her heart person from the earth. She won't be able to deny her feelings. It won't happen. All right. We got to wrap this up. So let's get into our break and let's hear from our friends at Potential Cast. In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. I see sort of myself in Cordelia. I really like that life for some reason. <laughs> the show does that a lot, and I really like it. About Buffy's a Slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at potentialcast.com. And we're back. And yes, Potential Cast. Great show. All right, so let's try to do a quick Fisher of the Week, uh, our favorite Fisher family member, and why. So, Simone, let's start with you. Uh, Claire. Claire? Why is that? It's always going to be Claire. (laughs) Well, it's always going to be her. And I specifically chose this episode because of the whole art opening gallery thing. And I just, when she realizes that her stuff is good, I'm hoping she'll snap out of her funk and start to really have fun with it. Um, this is really difficult because Ruth was really, really fucking grody. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just grosses me out so bad. Um, David was kind of, I don't know. He was all right. Um, Nate's deluded. Um, Claire, eh, she was all right. Lisa's idiotic. I'm giving it to baby Maya. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Because you know why? She was barely in the scene. I mean, barely in the show. So that, <laughs> that made me happy. She had to put up a crying Lisa. I just can't give it to anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, okay, wait. How about if I give it no, to Nate Sr.? Can I do that? No, he wasn't in the episode. <laughs> oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> All right, ba- baby Maya gets it. All right. Moira? <sighs> okay, so I th- I can't do David because I think... He's giving in to Keith and Keith's hedonism, and I think it's going against David's own comfort level, which isn't good. I can't give it to Claire because, one, I think she's 
having more suspicions about Russell. I know this is my pet theory, but it makes me worry for her. And and because she's not really blossoming, we just keep watching her struggle. And I I so want to see her have one awesome episode where she's just kicks ass and she's on top of the world. And this wasn't it. So I'm not yeah. doing it for that reason. Ruth, good Lord, she's just desperate to have her own love. And she's picking on a small virginal boy who is sort of semi-autistic or something. So that's just, I, as I say, interesting, but it doesn't make me want to give her Fisher of the Week. And I'm not doing Lisa and Maya. I'm just not. I'm not going to go into that. Um, you know, you already know why I'm not giving it to Lisa. So this leaves me with Nate um, because, and I'm, I'm going to give it to him, only for the reason that I think he's at least finally being honest with Lisa. And even though she shouldn't agree to settle, he already had. So at least he's doing what, you know, works for him. And so... You know, that and the other reason is because I liked his interactions with Brenda. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think those two really could have a genuine understanding and friendship. Oh, please, God, let it happen um, Mm -hmm. in the future. So, yeah, I'm giving it to Nate. (laughs) I'm giving it to Lisa. So, Lisa Kimmel Fisher. (laughs) um, I really think that she came around to a better place uh this time uh i think uh i i i yeah i sort of agree with you that you know she came around to nate's point of thinking or whatever but i also saw i also saw her grow in this episode especially with the with, with her talk with brenda and uh realizing that you know you know she's she has nate and and as crazy as the situation is it's she's she doesn't have to worry about brenda i she came around like she actually admitted to herself and to Brenda how completely desperate and awful she was with the whole um, uh, spy game she was pulling with the massage parlor. Um, I really so like- just just okay, just burst my bubble now. You're gonna tell me we're gonna have Lisa this whole season, aren't we? Like she's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying anything because uh, I probably I said uh. I said. I said last season that Brenda was going to be back, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's all right. I know you can't say it. I just, you know, uh-huh. I'm I'm assuming we're saddled with her, and there'll be some big crisis point somewhere later in this season, and then she'll be gone. I really fell for Lisa like... in this episode, and I really kind of liked where they were at. Yes, it's not the most healthy thing in the world, but at least they're not like you know, like having a Nate and Brenda kind of argument over, over the baby's head, at least, you know, things are staying, you know, peaceful, um, peaceful, but not honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I can't vote for yeah, her. I, Robin, I think you're, I think it's honest. I think it's honest. They're both no, saying it. What exactly? She's she's not you're you're as deluded as Lisa is Robin. You are as deluded as Lisa. He's sweet I'm though. Sorry. He is sweet. Robin, you're being very sweet. Yes. He is kind. sweet. Deluded, but kind. <laughs> deluded. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have to uh, get through our listener eulogies. All right. We have one from Steph and one from Brad. Who wants to read what? I got to do Brad last time. So I would be happy to let Des do Brad this time if she desires. <laughs> that sounds good to me. It okay. Then why don't Brad I do too, Steph? I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> Wait. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> All right. So, why don't I do Steph's? Because it's short and sweet, and it's been here the longest. So, there you go. She says, "Hey, Fishercast. I'm anxious to see how this new understanding between Nate and Lisa works out. Olivier is a complete and total fraud." Hmm. <laughs> I wonder what she means by that. Anyway, 
David shouldn't have had to compromise his intimacy with Keith to make him happy. I agree with you, Steph, on the last one. I agree, too. <laughs> but I really don't quite know what she means by Olivia being a fraud. Like, you mean more than usual? I mean, like, it was the pricing thing. <laughs> oh, maybe. The 20, the 20 yeah, grand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Eek. So, uh, Des? Okay, from Brad. Uh, subject is the opening. Or, I'm sorry, it was too late to stop. <clears throat> Spinoff, Arthur and Ruth, art critics for hire. It's shocking how insanely inhuman and alien all of their interactions are. I hope it never ends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, pyramid scene, stop trying so hard. You're causing me pain. <laughs> Stealing random psych meds has a long history of positive efficacy. This will clearly not have disastrous res- effects at all. <laughs> oh, fist butt Brad on every point. <laughs> Nate and Lisa are fully embracing oppressive, gray, stagnant mediocrity with a level of zeal that's <laughs> too unseen by humans. <laughs> Another fist bump. <laughs> uh, Oi, the question really isn't the question really isn't really who's the worst, but how far apart Rico, Nate, and Lisa are from each other in the unyielding horse race of who's losing at six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, <awesome>. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, finally, let's uh, let's rate this episode. So, uh, Des, why don't you go first? Okay, um, let's see. Um, or was it Moyer that went last before? I, I, well, I think we should let Simone go first. Personally. Simone, go first. <laughs> Please. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll save you. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite episodes from the entire series. Nice. Oh, wow. So, it's, it's like a 10 out of 10 for me, but if we're doing that whole why... There's the reveal that Billy and Olivia slept together. I love that. I don't know why I love that. I just love it. I love I do too. The whole <laughs> I love the whole <laughs> Brenda, Lisa, Nate in the pyramid thing. Mm-hmm. I I mean yeah. I can take and leave that weird sort of um Rico and Vanessa crap, but only because they are on the outskirts of what's really going on. And I, I, I sort of, in a sick, sick, very sick, twisted way, if they don't do that weird nuzzling thing, enjoy Arthur and Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. And then it's all. <laughs> but I love it. It's a, it's a total 10 out of 10 for me. You have a rating scale? I don't know how you can give it 10 out of 10 if there's no gay paintball. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a rating system for this one? Oh, um, okay. Um, ten out of ten comforting continuity pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, uh, Des. Um, okay. I I really liked uh, Brenda in this episode she was great and i really like uh billy also they were both great um i got really excited at the beginning of the episode because i thought nate and lisa were done but then by the end they were all happy happy deluded and so i was disappointed by the end of it um i 
I'm gonna uh, overall. I, I I pretty much like the episode. I I loved having all the characters in one yeah. place. I I really really That's enjoyed great. that yeah. because it doesn't happen very often. So it's it's That's fun. That's why when the it dinner does. scenes are always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, but this was even more because you know the dinner scenes you don't get like Margaret and Billy there too, mm-hmm. and you know everybody. <laughs> So that was really fun, but I could not care less about Rico and Vanessa and Vanessa's stupid depression, and so that really lost points for me. So I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten. Um, deluded couples who should not be together and just won't break up, even though they should. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I liked this episode. I think I loved Brenda the most. If I could have picked Brenda as my Fisher yes. of the Week, that's who I yes. would have chosen. Absolutely. I would have as well. Yeah. So watching her and how, and truly, I really do feel she was very kind to Lisa. She could have chosen to have been a real idiot to her, and she wasn't, because at her heart, Brenda is a kind person, mm-hmm. actually. So I loved that, and I was unhappy with, um, as you know, with Lisa and Nate choosing to have another go at it, whatever that means. <laughs> so that annoyed me. But I get a kick out of watching Ruth and Arthur, even though I know it makes you want to vomit, because I, I think it's so weird and strange to watch and just see how the writers are going to take that. Like, I, I'm, um, it's kind of like I'm horrified in a way to see it happen, yes. but I want to know. It's like watching the train book. <laughs> I want to know. And then the, the episode lost a chunk for me because the whole Vanessa Rico thing and everything about them is grading me. And of course, as I made it clear earlier, my Dr. Iyer went up to a 10 out of 10 on my irritant meter <laughs> with that stupid nurse trying to do medicine so that just pissed me right off so overall i'm going to give this um a seven and a half out of ten um delicate teenage shoulder nudges i think i've made clear of uh the things that i loved in this episode i'd say the rico and vanessa stuff uh you know it was irritating but yeah um, but I think we're ignoring the uh, real stars of this episode, uh, the the story that was going on in the background of this entire thing, which was the uh, the attraction and the romance of Margaret and Olivier. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give this seven out of ten points of no return. <laughs> Because you know, when you have to come, you just have yeah, to come. No matter who walks in. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I did love that whole bit. That was great. So. That was. That was priceless. And Olivier and his penis. You know, it's a it's a non-denominational penis. Yeah. It likes the man. It likes the woman. It likes anything yeah. that will agree to allow it to, to enter inside of it. It's just, <laughs> Olivier's penis could probably have its own episode. And, and, you know, I mean, this is a testament to how uh, uh, maybe Vanessa should be dealing with death, which is, you know, I mean, look, look at Margaret. She just <laughs> she was sad at one moment smoking burns uh, cancer uh, uh, joints. And then she's getting, you know, ass reamed by uh, Olivier in the next scene. So, uh, 
you don't you don't know if it was ass. I was about to say I wasn't assuming uh, that she was getting pounded. I'm assuming she was getting rammed. I'm assuming that uh, perhaps since Olivier seems to waver back and forth, perhaps he has a preference. What? That I is wasn't so making ignorant. that oh my God, I'm so bad for all of his partners. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret may have, maybe Margaret may have a different like, preference. Maybe Margaret doesn't like it up the ass, Robin. Uh, right, you're right. Yeah, Robin. Uh, yeah. Gee. Just because you have just because you have sex with men doesn't mean when you have sex with women it has to be up the <laughs> ass. Exactly. There's more. Mister yeah. Sensitive Foreplay Guy here, and now listen to him. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, let's talk, about, all your uh, let's talk about how sweet Nate and Lisa are for a little bit. For uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuse me while I throw. Up. All right, let's uh, bu- yeah, let's bury this I'm bottle sure. of unprescribed meds. Uh, we have. <laughs> we'd love you to go to iTunes. We'd love for you to please just leave us a little star rating. Leave us a little review. I haven't actually checked this week to see if there's any reviews up there, but I'm expecting at least five more uh, because uh, I know you listen to the last <laughs> podcast and you're like, you know what. I should really do that. So, hey, but yeah, give us a little star, a star rating. And, you know, really, while you're there, why, why not five? I mean, I'm doing my well, best here. Like reading them. They were so sweet and fun and yeah. cute. And it's good for our sad, fragile little Lisa egos. Yeah. <laughs> I may side with Lisa and and then have these strange points of view on how s- sex could be preferred by people. <laughs> <laughs> but don't hold the, don't hold it against me. Listen to the work these two girls are doing for for uh, for you every week. And wow, our guest Simone, thank you very much. Oh, yes. All right. So Des, thanks. I've pled my case. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave us a voicemail at 5412 Embalm and visit us on the Facebooks. Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com because, as you can tell, we really do love getting your feedback. And I personally am interested to hear what other people think. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And please send it in the right format. Um, <laughs> poor Claire Simone, mm. thank you. Thank- She's using that old timey Pony stuff. <laughs> yes, she- <laughs> uh, Claire, I love you. <laughs> she must have sent it on dicto tape or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simone, uh, thank you very, very much for coming on uh, another episode. And uh, where where can we find you on the web? Uh, Twitter. I cannot justify. Yes, I cannot justify why the fuck I'm on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is seriously why it is I cannot justify, because I literally could not come up with a reason why I was joining Twitter. Um, <laughs> I cannot justify this tweet. Uh, I cannot justify this tweet. <laughs> and, and what, out of curiosity, what time is it now in Perth, Australia, Simone? Um, it, it is just past 3 a.m. So I want to uh, say thank yes. you for staying up that late just to do this with us. I really appreciate it. We all do. Oh, so it's only it's one here. I thought it was I thought it would be 2 a.m. your time. I guess we're an extra hour. I thought you guys were 12 hours off and I was uh, wow. 13. That's the other coast. <laughs> guess so. Des, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on What's On With Steph and Des, where Steph and I talk TV every week. 
Awesome. What's on with stephendes.blogspot.com? And you can find <laughs> Moira forgot. watching a Xena marathon with Vanessa and Rico, as well as uh, being on the Twitter. She can justify what she's on the Twitter because she's on there all the time. Um, be wary <laughs> if uh, she you are her patient because uh, she might be in the, the other room tweeting away, you know, while you think that she's thinking <laughs> oh, about no. you. Uh, <gasps> Never. Never about my patients. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I thought you were going to say you could find me giving a lecture to the first year nursing students at Queen's University about why they should not pretend to prescribe medication <laughs> like a doctor. <laughs> nah, Xena Marathon with the Diaz has just sounded awesome to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I liked God. putting you in all sorts of situations that you love to be in. <laughs> You're so sweet to me, Robin. <laughs> um, yeah, the Twitter, the Twitter handle, of course, is Moira Brown with an E at the end. E for excellence. And of course, <laughs> you can find me on Redemption Cast uh, weekly or bi weekly or semi weekly. Uh, the latest one is with Tim Inear, <laughs> which is awesome. And of course, oh, not of course, because you don't know about this yet. Um, soon we, I will be announcing where you can find a new podcast called Top Bunk. It's me and Lenny. We're trying it out, we're giving the podcasting thing a, sh- a shot. Leonard from uh, earlier this season. And uh, yeah, I'll have a website and all that. Maybe um, remember, remember when a baby was gonna make you not have time for our podcasting? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I <laughs> I've, I already set aside Tuesday nights with Lenny, and now Lenny says that, uh, or excuse me, Len. He likes to be called Len Robin. Okay, so Len, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I called him Lenny when we were like in um, high school, but now it's Len. Because it makes me think of Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah, I'm sure he's tired of that too. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I usually makes, spent uh, go over go over. Makes me think of the song Jay and Jackie. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I usually go over to Len's house on Tuesday nights to uh, to hang out and watch um, TV shows. And now he wants to podcast, so the time has already been is already his. So we might as well use it to podcast. So. And now, so if you guys have the top bunk, then I'd like the bottom bunk, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can I just the lie there and bunk? listen to you. Middle, middle bunk. <laughs> okay. The middle bunk, yeah. Right. Simone, you can have the bean bag. Or are they all just Simone, squish in? Aw, I want to squish in there with Moira and Tess on the bottom bunk. Yeah, bar. we can have three in a bed. We'll fit just like Keith and David and their little friend. All righty. Okay. You guys don't turn your backs on Simone in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be that's mean. it for fisher cast this week next week your homework is everybody leaves and we have our friend gabby stopping by to talk about gabby. that with us thank you gabby for switching your maybe vanessa today. will leave maybe lisa will leave maybe they'll all leave that'd be great maybe brenda will leave everybody no, maybe Maya. no. As for the opening, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Dust Dust to dust. dust. Bye. 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 Love